is our number three of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. Lots to get to, as is usually the case in hour number three of the program. But I want to continue with the decision by FBI Director James Comey to not recommend an indictment for Hillary Clinton, an indictment which was shockingly accepted by the Democratic Attorney General Loretta Lynch, who just so happened to have met with the husband of the subject uh, on her plane a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lots to talk about here, but I want to make sure I understand where you're coming from on this, Leah, because correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying that Comey was sincere in his decision but yes. but that he wanted to find a way not to indict her that was legally somewhat acceptable or logical. Is that fair? Okay. If you remember on this program, I told you a year ago mm-hmm. that I believed the only reason Hillary had a server in her basement right. was to get around FOIA to beg, borrow, and steal millions from everywhere for that foundation. I told you that right here on this no, show. No, I know you have, but and we don't. Everyone, have... I believe, knows that. Okay, but I also no, but believe. But there's no email proving that. I, I'm not me. saying I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong, but there's no email proving that. Okay, uh, we have uh, a lot of emails tying her uh, the the Russian. Plutonium, Leah, uranium, Leah. for one thing. We have a lot of stuff that that looks as if it is suspicious. Okay, but okay, but, but, Leah, I'm just trying. Look, I, I, so I, what I'm, I'm not... saying to you is that he chose or was told not to go to the server just to do the emails. But who would tell him? I don't get. See, this is the part I don't get. Who has the power? To to make Comey do what they want. I mean, this guy had his a sterling reputation, and mm-hmm. conservatives up until this week loved the guy. Uh, so so what 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 leverage does anybody have over him? If the president of the United States is telling him don't do this, he's got a best-selling book. If he resigns from office, so why not do that? Uh, that doesn't make sense he's, to me. Well, he's told to look into the emails. Isn't that what this was about? No, but he did not go to the server. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about his intent. I'm talking about. See, I, my my belief. I don't know what his intent is, but it's obvious that he didn't go where he should have. Okay. In my opinion. All right. Let's, he stopped let's... short and just went with the email. I want to make something clear because, and I hate when this happens. And by the way, this is somewhat similar to what happens on the race stories we talked about in the first two hours, where no one on a certain side of the political spectrum wants to be seen as defending the bad guys. I don't want to be seen as defending Hillary Clinton. I have as much disdain for her as anybody. My track record on her is is outstanding. But I have to tell you, if and I was right there with you on the whole concept that this was all a charade to try to, to, to milk money from the foundation or for the foundation, yes. but... They found all these emails. Why haven't we? Why wasn't there a smoking gun email proving that? And to me, that's not true. Even Comey said, "We don't know what we don't know." I, I, I got it, <sighs> Leah. I, I get that it's theoretically possible that it's there, but the the reality is it's not there. And he indicated that he had found no 
sign of deliberate. Now, this could be where he's really being very naive, but he said he found no sign of deliberately uh, obstruction or scrubbing or or eliminating of of information for the purposes of trying to to basically protect somebody uh, from a criminal situation. Now, obviously, as you said, we don't know what we don't know. But the reality is, and I've said this from the beginning, part of the problem with this story, not only is it too complex for the average person, but there's no known negative impact. And if Benghazi wasn't going to bring this woman down, how in the world were, were some... The emails, which was obviously ludicrous, obviously stupid, obviously incompetent, maybe had criminal intent or nefarious intent to do exactly what you said. I grant that that is certainly a possibility, but we don't have proof of that. So where's the negative impact of what she did? There, there needs, and, not, and I'm not saying that legally, because, you know, Rudy Giuliani is one of the few people on this that I actually respect. I don't buy... When any of the comment or hardly any of the commentators are saying, because if you're a conservative commentator, you need to spew hatred at Hillary to be popular. Well, Rudy is a friend of Comey's, and he's a former prosecutor himself. And I listened to Rudy Giuliani, and he sounded shocked that Comey didn't uh, recommend an indictment based upon the conclusions right. that he came to. So that Comey said himself that her lawyers destroyed evidence. I- and basically wrote it over so that it could never okay, be read. But, but we need we need an explanation. If, if what if this was so obvious, all right, that she should have been indicted, we need an explanation that makes some semblance of sense for why Comey didn't recommend it. By the he way, said he couldn't find it in the past. Well, that's part of it, and I think that's legitimate. And and and, and this goes to what Charles Krauthammer said, another guy I respect, one of the few, very few commentators on either side of the political spectrum, whom I respect. Charles Krauthammer's theory on this makes some sense to me. And I don't know if you saw what he said, but his theory was that this was basically John Roberts with Obamacare, that he needed to find a way to get to a conclusion that he thought was best for the Bureau, best for the country. And that feels logical to me. And by the way, maybe it wasn't even conscious. It might have been subconscious. He might have subconsciously felt like, there's no way I can on a on a on a case that's not that strong where we have no direct negative impact where as he said a reasonable prosecutor would probably not bring it and there's no precedent to bring it that he's going to do that in the middle of an election year that it and it might create the election of Donald Trump as president I'm sorry that's not an illogical way for an FBI director to look at this that's not the role of the FBI to be determining presidential elections over over issues that let's face it again, incredibly stupid, totally incompetent, uh, risky. I don't is, think it was incompetent at all. Then, On purpose, okay, careful, if, not uh, careless. All right, if it well, you and I are never going to agree on that. I don't know. I don't know. You might it's be Hillary you, Clinton. Well, I don't. I've never seen any indication that she's super competent. I mean, where, where's the no? Indication? But she's super criminal. Well, this, that's a circular argument again. I mean, what difference at this point does it make? I, again, from a political standpoint, if they'd not, if we're not going to get her on Benghazi, where four people died under her watch. No, if, you're right. If, if we're not going to do that, you're right. how in the world are we ever, no. especially without an indictment, how in the world are we ever going to get anybody energized 
Nobody cares. Even if even if she did, they don't care. All they care about is beating the Republicans. That's it. But Comey is not that person. See, that's the thing. I, I, I still I need a theory that makes sense in totality. And you gotta you gotta give me something. If this was all a scam, you gotta give me some explanation for why Comey did what he did and then finishes a statement by saying, I've never been prouder of the FBI. Yeah, uh, I'm not it, talking about Comey. I'm sorry. I was talking about Hillary Clinton supporters. It doesn't matter. Well, that's what she does. Okay, but I'm 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 talking about Comey. if your theory, not, and I'm not saying necessarily you, Leah Brandon, but if you're out there, and I know conservatives are very angered about this because a lot of Trump supporters were banking on this being how he was going to win, which I always thought was delusional, uh, from for the reasons I've already stated. But it, but so I get the conservative anger. I get that she's being treated differently than she would be mm-hmm. otherwise. Although Comey, sure. Comey says that there's not a precedent for this. Um, I, I get all that, but but I live in the real world, and in the real world, she was never going to get indicted for this. I, that doesn't make it right, but that makes that's that's the real world, and you know, to me, it's. Well, I don't necessarily I understand why people are angered by it. And philosophically, it doesn't make a lot of sense because the standard of what, what did he say? Uh, you know, gro- the gross negligence standard versus the incredible uh, uh, carelessness, carelessness standard. I mean, that's you know, that's how do you make that distinction? I mean, that, basically, he was just making up words so that he didn't have to use the words that were in the law. Uh, so, so I get that. But that's a pretty tech, you know, that. That's a technical thing to be deciding presidential elections by, because that's what he's being asked to do. For all intents and purposes, he was being asked to eliminate her as a presidential candidate. I mean, uh, but, you know, we all remember uh, when the State Department was ordered by, taken to court, and they had to release the emails. We saw the email where Hillary Clinton directed people to strip these security clearances so that they could send it. We saw that email chain. How can you possibly not indict over that? It's just mind-boggling. Well, again, again, so you have to come up with an explanation for why Comey didn't. And I don't it, know. And, it, and, it, and I just don't see the big conspiracy here. I guess that's my main point. I believe he was sincere. Whether he was right or wrong, I'm not an expert enough to know. But I can certainly understand the Charles Krauthammer theory that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, but it, it at least makes some sense, and it's not a conspiracy. I guess that's my, my primary point. I don't see any sign of, you know, somebody uh, that Comey woke up that morning with a, with a severed horse's head in his bed. Uh, although I will say this. You know what? Let's take a break. I'll, I'll say this when we come back. and I want to hear some Trey Gowdy uh, ripping uh, Comey, or not really ripping Comey, ripping Hillary to shreds in Comey's uh, congressional testimony that occurred after that decision was made. That's coming up on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And while I do not believe that James Comey's decision not to recommend an indictment of Hillary Clinton 
to the attorney general's office was because of some sort of conspiracy. Leah, it's almost laughable how easy it is for those who want to believe in a conspiracy to do so. We've got, obviously, Hillary running well, for president. Uh, we've got uh, a Democratic president who's obviously in charge of the FBI, Democratic attorney general who just happens to meet with the husband slash former president, Democratic president, Bill Clinton, uh, in a supposedly impromptu fashion on an airport tarmac. And then, if that's not bad enough, if that series of, fa- of facts isn't consistent enough with a potential conspiracy where the fix was in here, as Donald Trump might say, how about Hillary Clinton being interviewed with no transcript or recording, which apparently is not that unusual, but it didn't have to be that way. Nor was she sworn uh, in, right? right? I was going in. That was my next point. With not even being under oath. <laughs> and then, and then over a holiday weekend, Comey is ready to go with his decision and statement on the morning of July 5th. Now, yeah. now that to me... I'm not a conspiracy guy at all. It's it's almost laughable. You know, it's almost laughable. Well. Uh, how clearly conspiratorial or how, how consistent with conspiracy that is because how do you make that decision within a couple of days? Yeah. You would have had to have known what you were going to do before you inter- even interviewed her. That's my point. And we're never going to know of the details course. of that interview. All right. So, so Comey makes that decision. Then he goes in front of Congress. He gets grilled. By one of your favorite, I don't know if he still is, he was once one of your favorite Republicans, Congressman Trey Gowdy. So let's hear a little bit of Trey Gowdy grilling uh, Comey and actually more directly Hillary Clinton. Secretary Clinton said there was nothing marked classified on her emails either sent or received. Was that true? That's not true. There were a small number of portion markings on, I think, three of the documents. Secretary Clinton said, I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? Uh, there was classified material emailed. Secretary Clinton said she used just one device. Was that true? She used multiple devices during the four years uh, of her term as Secretary of State. Now, Trey Gowdy, I mean, that is basically what he did. He just wanted to get all of those things on the record that Hillary Clinton said repeatedly that were false. And that's where I can't quite figure out what really happened here. Because it's obvious that Hillary lied. Now, why was she lying? Um, Some of the lies are slightly more ambiguous, at least from my understanding, which is not intimate. um, But, you know, I've been trying to read everything I can on this than some others. But why lie about this if there's not a reason to lie? Well, okay, obviously there's obvious reasons, which you've already articulated. But why haven't we found the evidence uh, uh, for motive there. That's why I'm confused by this story, and that's why it's been hard for me to get energized. One, because I knew it was never going to lead to anything, uh, either politically or legally. And two, because I can't see what the, the direct damage was. Yeah, there probably was. We just won't know it. She uh, sold the office, and well, we'll see it when she becomes president. Well, that's unfortunately the likely result. I'll talk a little bit about the state of the race when we come back, and we got to get to uh, Roger Ailes' problems at Fox News Channel on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host, Leah, is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. So uh, to the shock of no one in this program and anybody who really looks at the world in a realistic way, Hillary Clinton was officially not indicted over her email situation this week. And that leads us to Donald Trump's reaction to that news. And this is why, Leah, that I've had such a very, very difficult time contemplating supporting Donald Trump, even though I will never vote for Hillary Clinton, because his reaction to that event was an F minus yes. uh, um, in every possible way. First of all, he tweets that the system is rigged. So he's alleging a conspiracy. Of the FBI, by the way, from a guy, James Comey, who, you know, supposedly we're supposed to like as conservatives, a guy with a sterling reputation. So he he's alleging a conspiracy without evidence. And then he makes the analogy, the comparison that what Hillary did is worse than what David Petraeus did to get an actual uh, sentence for. Now, the Petraeus Clinton example is not valid. It's not valid. I know, I know that conservatives don't want to hear that, but Petraeus pled guilty, pled guilty to providing classified information to, to the biographer, to a biographer he was having sex with. Now, yeah. people, um, Hillary is Clinton, accused. Clinton, we once again, the email chain where she tells the people to strip the classified markings. Okay. I don't understand. All right, Leah, would you let me? I don't me, get it. Would you let me? I'm not defending Hillary, but I'm just telling you. What, but I'm Hitler, saying that the two are kind of close to no, the they're same not. thing. No, they're not. Hillary did not. There's no allegation that Hillary gave classified information on purpose to someone outside of the realm of who should have been getting it. And the, the issue is whether it was on a secure server or not, and whether or not that would have been a violation of the law. Is Sidney Blumenthal? That doesn't... Okay, go ahead. What, is Sidney Blumenthal an, an author who is... Who is going to who who's who's writing a book about Hillary Clinton or and and is she is he having sex with her? Now I I despise Sidney Blumenthal. I've I've had literal physical run-ins with his son Max. So don't get me. This is so mind-numbing that somehow I'm I'm on the side of Hillary Clinton and Sidney Blumenthal all of a sudden because I, I I want to actually get to the bottom of this and I want to tell the truth. The reality is that Petraeus, what Petraeus did was he pled guilty. Hillary did not do that. To Why was she? To handing, not emailing, handing classified information to a biographer who we were sleeping with. That's not the set of facts in the Hillary situation. But let's go back to Trump. All right. So Trump, I believe, makes that that erroneous comparison. He alleges a conspiracy without any evidence. And then he gives a speech. Now, did you see any of this speech, Leah? Uh, yeah, a little bit of it. This thing was unreal. Uh, this was unhinged. He was unhinged. Now, it's interesting because they've been trying to keep him leashed on the teleprompter recently, and I don't think it really works well. Well, he went off the teleprompter, and boy, did he go off the teleprompter <laughs> because uh, I'm guessing, Leah Brandon, that when they had a strategy session as to how to respond, I'm just guessing here because it could be wrong 
considering what we're dealing here with Trump world. But when they had the strategy session as to how to respond to the Hillary email flap and the evisceration that she got from the FBI director, James Comey, uh, I, I doubt very seriously that the conclusion of the meeting was, okay, we got it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to praise Saddam Hussein, and we're going to keep talking about that stupid star that we put on a on a, on a Twitter, Mimi, uh, calling Hillary corrupt and whether or not it was anti-Jewish or not. Those are the two subjects we're going to really emphasize because we need to we really need to nail it down. We need to be able to have the media change subjects. We need to have yeah. them talk about. Uh, your- I can't believe the judge wasn't brought up too. I mean. <laughs> While we're at it. I mean, let's bring up the Mexican judge. It's too. a good point. Maybe Trump must have forgotten. I mean, I mean, damn! I, I knew there were three things on the there list. Was something else. I forgot. Should have written it down. Oops. <laughs> Remember? Oops. Yeah, that's it. It was praise Saddam. Bring up the Star of David thing again for no reason. And and the, judge. And the Mexican judge. judge. Damn! I forgot the I Mexican forgotten? judge. How could I have forgotten? I mean, this is why people who are serious people, think that this is all a setup. Yes. Because if... Yes. Because he could have really nailed Hillary Clinton. He could have really nailed this thing. And he handed the media the ability to completely change the subject, even before Dallas, which would have changed the subject anyway. But I don't believe, because I don't believe in conspiracies, and I don't, and mainly, I can't believe Trump would be this good at it. All right. Nobody could be as good at it as Trump is. But I will say it for maybe the the 12, the the dozen or so times I've said it over the the year and a half plus history of this program. If he was a Hillary plant, how would he be acting differently? How would he be any better than he is? Right. Exactly. He couldn't possibly be any better. Again, I'm emphasizing I'm not making this allegation because I just can't believe that it's true. But if he was, if he was, if he did this, because after all, he did have a conversation with Bill Clinton just before he decided to start to run. If After if, all, he's given her a whole bunch of money and invited her to the wedding. And praised her after Benghazi. And I mean, you know, and, I, and I'm the Hillary supporter because I don't get on board with him. That's the, that's the most maddening thing. I'm the Hillary supporter. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Who gave her money? Who praised her after Benghazi? Who invited her to his third wedding and and laughed with her for photographs who Uh, called her husband right who called her husband just before he decided to run and he and he urged trump to take a larger role in the republican party boy how'd that go i mean it's it's unbelievable you 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 literally can't make this up and, and and he was unhinged in that speech i mean when i mean unhinged i'm not talking about this normal trumpiness this was beyond normal Trumpiness. He seemed, I, I don't think he was on drugs because he doesn't do drugs. He didn't do alcohol. Maybe he was sleep deprived because he doesn't get a lot of sleep. But, at all. Uh, which is more than disconcerting. He was not in control of himself right. at, in this speech. And, and in, someone dared cut him down and hurt his pride with that Jewish star thing. Right. Oh, he is not going to let it go. Well, and let me be clear, because I am an equal opportunity offender and defender. And I thought that was the most bogus controversy of this entire election. But it was gone. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. But I'm, I'm just saying on the substance of it, it, yeah. it was a stupid, stupid thing. I mean, maybe it was dumb to have done, but. 
there's no evidence to me that that was anti-Semitic. In fact, it's yeah. one of those classic situations where the only person who sees that as anti-Semitic is an anti-Semite. Anti-Semitic. I mean, it's it's like the banana, the racist banana we used to t- <laughs> we talked about in so the, much in the locker in the football room. locker room. The only person who thinks that that's inherently the only explanation for a banana in a football locker room is racism. Racist. No, it could be <laughs> potassium, but but. But the reality is, if you're a racist, you might think, if you think that somehow black people are apes, then and you're the racist, you might think that the banana is inherently racist. Uh, it's, it's similar with the star. You might think that's a poop swastika. Right, exactly. Although although I will have to say, uh, and this is, this is somewhat related, and it might sound contradictory, but while I'm defending him on the, on the so-called Jewish star thing, because I don't think that was intentional, it's funny. I, I saw the clip of him mocking the New York Times reporter who happens to be disabled again. Oh, no, totally. He was mocking that reporter. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And at the, if you remember, at the time, I defended him. At the time, I thought, no, come on. There's no there's no way. I mean, he, he, it's just a, he didn't remember that the guy was disabled, and he was, he was making an expression, uh, you know, to, to mock the guy, saying no. uh, that he was indecisive, or I don't know, I don't know. And then... But but see, this is how my view of Trump has changed over the last six, seven, eight months, whatever it's been since then. I, I now know his M.O. a lot better. And he was mocking him. And, yeah. and and why he was mocking him, I have no idea. But that he was actually mocking a disabled New York Times supporter in, in, at, a, at a public event. Because uh, and, that person got him. Uh, you can't get him without him coming back on you. And that's exactly what you want as a president of the United States. That's exactly what you want as well, the commander-in-chief of the most powerful military in the world. Hey, this listen, is, I would honestly take that sometimes over this week. I get it. I got it. Horrible. I get, I get it, Leah. Leadership get, that we have now. I get it. But what really frustrates me, as you know, is that this week when we have Hillary being eviscerated by the FBI director. Yeah. Uh, the media actually not really letting her totally off the hook, although they let her off a little bit, but not as much as I expected, certainly not as much as they would have with Obama. We've got this horrendous story in Dallas, which would, in in my mind, go to, to our narrative more than yes. her narrative. And because we're stuck with Trump as the nominee, I feel like there's there's no there's no benefit to it at all. Not that I'm looking for political benefit from the death of police. What I'm saying is it's incredibly frustrating because she should be in big trouble right now. She if she was going up against Scott Walker or Marco Rubio or even oh, yeah. John Kasich, maybe even Ted Cruz, by the way, who I never thought was electable. If she was going up against any of those people, she would be in huge trouble right now. And instead, I don't think she is. And Where is Donald Trump? Um, yeah, well, you know, now there's a controversy over whether or not he's being curtailed by his own people from speaking in the news media, which, yeah, I wonder why they want to do that. Uh, now this week, there's a very, very good chance that he's going to select his vice presidential nominee. And I wrote a column about this, which you can find at freespeechbroadcasting.com. My prediction was that it will not be Newt Gingrich. I explained why, I explained why, um, that will not be the pick in that column. What I do say is that in a logical world, if I was Trump, based upon who I believe will actually accept the nomination, and that's a big stipulation in this case. Yeah, a lot of people have already backed away. Oh, no, no, no. Right. right. (laughs) Joni Ernst out of Iowa would have been great. Rubio, if he wasn't running for Senate in Florida, would have been great if, you know, there hadn't been the little Marco thing. 
Uh, Kasich, theoretically, would be great in Ohio. Uh, even Scott Walker might be good in, in Wisconsin. None of those people would take it. I mm-hmm. said that Mike Pence, the governor of, of Indiana, would be the logical choice. If I have a gun to my head right now, I think he's picking Mike Pence. Uh, now, I, I don't know that. That does nothing for him, though. No, it does nothing except avoid a, a massive blowout. And and, and it, it, it also avoids him losing the nomination in, in a revolt in Cleveland. You know, for about That's 15, what I'm hoping for. Well, for about 15 minutes over the weekend, there was a burst of, of a flurry of news surrounding this uh, re- former Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's some aspects to him I like. If he picked Flynn, it is my view that there would be all-out war at the convention. That he would, and because Flynn is a registered Democrat, a Demo- yeah. pro-choice registered Democrat uh, with you know interesting but limited credentials, I to me he would have his he would lose all of his force field to protect him from a revolt in Cleveland. Well, then it, maybe he does that. That's an interesting theory. That is a very interesting theory, Leah Brandon, because that would be if, if Trump is looking for a way out. There it is. That would actually be an honorable way out. That Oh, I, I picked a former lieutenant general, a good guy, and then, boy, those whack jobs, they just took me out of the convention, and then they lost anyway. Ha, ha, ha. That, that, that I can see happening. I, that, that is an interesting way to look at it. I, I still think he's going to pick Pence, but uh, that's something to keep an eye out on. Uh, And I'm sure we'll talk about it next week on the uh, John and Leah show. Our final segment coming up next on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Monday morning at freespeechbroadcasting.com, you'll be able to check out the entire podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes for this show, as you can for each and every one of the John and Leah shows over the last year or so. Also at freespeechbroadcasting.com, you can check out uh, several of the columns that I wrote for Mediaite, the uh, media criticism website run by ABC News's Dan Abrams. I uh, started a... Who um, I totally have a crush on and have for years, even though he's a crazy lib. He's not a crazy lib. I mean, like most, he's a lib. I, I could uh, certainly tell him about your crush if you want. Uh, <laughs> but but I have, no. I, I've taken a... I've, I've actually taken, an, I guess you'd call it a real job. They're going to pay me, not much, but they'll... They will pay me for a um, almost, not quite, an almost daily column. On You've just, got enough to say every day, so yeah, this there won't we go. be a problem. <laughs> right, but you can check out some of the columns I've already written uh, since we basically started that gig this week, although my welcome will be officially uh, tomorrow uh, at freespeechbroadcasting.com. One of the columns I wrote was about a very interesting lawsuit that got a lot of media coverage, especially on left-wing sources. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, that was in, or that is involving the CEO of Fox News, Roger Ailes. Uh, he is being sued by former Fox anchorwoman Gretchen Carlson for sexual harassment. And since the news of that lawsuit broke, 
the women have been coming out of the woodwork, basically, to make allegations of a similar nature against Roger Ailes. Some of them, Leah, I don't know how much you've read about this. Some of them, if true, are some of the worst cases of sexual harassment at that level I've ever even heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, They are horrific, outrageous. Last I checked, there was one that went on record. Um. Well, but it's off. It's early. I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean by on the record. But but look, look let me let me be very clear on this. So let me be clear. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I am not rushing the judgment against Roger Ailes. I mean, there's there's part of this that feels a lot like the uh, Penn State case where you got a a, a powerful, famous guy who right. who looks like Jabba the Hutt, who the liberal media wants to hate. Who, right. who looks like a guy who might be a, a sexual harasser, who only hires or virtually almost only hires hot white women uh, for ratings purposes. I mean, basically, they're running – Fox News channels basically run like an upper-class strip club. You got, you got hot white women and middle-aged, mediocre-looking white guys. Uh, that's an upper-class strip club, basically, in New York City. Uh, and that's what Roger Ailes is running. So it this fits – the media's agenda, it fits a narrative that the media likes. Uh, and and there's and the other part of this that makes me suspicious that it's not true is that, you know, if you're if you're Carlson, if you're Gretchen Carlson, I'm sorry, this is politically incorrect, but you've just been dropped by Fox. Yes. You're you're 50 years old. You yes. be, you have the st- Fox stench on you and you're not hot anymore. Where right. where are you going to go? Nowhere, you have, so you sue. You have no place to go, so the retirement benefit program for women like that is to That's sue. Right. Is yeah. to sue for either I, I got fired because of, uh, of my age or because I got sexually harassed. And she decided to go with a sexual harassment card. Maybe because that's what actually happened. I don't know. I want to emphasize that. So let me be clear. Yeah, I, I want to emphasize, I don't know. Um, the, the allegations that I've seen... Seem plausible, though outrageous, but Carlson doesn't seem to be in the best position to make the claim. I mean, if she was still there, if she was still hired at Fox News Channel and said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I've right. got to come out and, and stop this because it's happening to me and it's happening to other women. That would have more credibility to me, right? <laughs> right. And interestingly, your guy, Dan Abrams, Dan Abrams the uh, Law News there's an internal memo from Roger Ailes wanting to give her all kinds of extra help where it kind of contradicts everything she said. In other words, it, yes, in in the lawsuit, there's a date, I think it was like in September of whatever year. Last uh, year. Last year when she claims that that was the moment when Ailes turned against her and there's an internal memo uh, from Ailes that totally contradicts that. So, right. Um, so, you know, look, my antennae, my BS antennae, it's not at a 10. Uh, it's over five. OK, if a gun to my head, I don't believe this. But what I found to be particularly odd uh, in a weird, funny way is, you know, of course, Matt Drudge ignored this story for the first couple of days because he's in the tank for Fox News Channel and vice versa. And then all of a sudden in red, Drudge links to a defense of Roger Ailes by Greta Van Susteren. <laughs> 
And I'm sorry. I, when Greta Van Susteren would sell her soul to stay on Fox. She's still employed. She needs Roger Ailes desperately. Where's she going if Roger Ailes gets fired? Right, but also Maria Bartolomo, whatever her name is, plus Kimberly Guilfoyle. They're all But they're coming, employed by and him. And they're all beautiful. Uh, but Greta isn't. <laughs> Greta has never been well, sexually harassed. Greta has never been sex- sexually harassed in her life. That's why she got radical plastic surgery. All right. <laughs> On that note, that'll do it for this edition of the John and Leah Show. Leah, as always, thanks so much for your time. Yes, and- thank you. <laughs> I don't know if she really <laughs> meant that. See you next week. I'm John Ziegler, folks. <laughs>